Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with the one and only Dominic Meaty. He grew up in a small town in New Hampshire. His parents were drug addicts and then got clean, but his mother died when he was a teenager from hepatitis C. So his father raised him and his brother. He went to college to play baseball and football, graduated with a bachelor's degree, and then got his master's. After graduating, he went to work for his family business and got married a few years later, and as he was going through his divorce, he quit drinking. These days, he is on a path of creating the best possible version of himself for his loved ones and his people. Enjoy this interview. Well, hey, man, it's great to meet you. Thank you for taking a minute out, and I want to begin our conversation before we get into your journey and your work. How did you get through the last three and a half years? How did you survive the pandemic, and how did it subsequently change you? Okay, so the first part of the pandemic, because I'm a business with my father and my brother so that was a big change with our business where it kind of affected and also i had my daughter born two years right before it started so she was still young so we had the world going crazy with um if you know the health issues um our business wise can we are going to be able to function and work um you know then just my home life of like my ex-wife now but like she had a hard time she deal with travel and everything like that because she worked for triple a dealing with travel insurance so that took a huge hit so through the pandemic there's a lot of tough times like uh, mental i would probably say like mental stress and stuff like that but just kind of geared down and knew like just thought like uh brighter days this was some of my daily um habits i would do just kind of keep uplifted and stuff but just more believing through like it's going to come together everything's going to work out keep doing what you got to do you know and just plugged along through everything, had faith with our business that we'd get through this muddy time in which we did, you know, it's still not as it was prior to the pandemic, but yeah. you know, it's still on the upcline. I mean, I looked at it as anything, if you were able to get through it, muddle like through all that whole time, you're going to be fine. The yeah. ones that couldn't, they were already struggling prior to that. And that, you know, kind of just weaned out the week, but then even just like the home and personal life, like, that was tough, a lot of stress, but again, I just really kind of relayed more into like the daily habits of getting up, working out, and trying to just really keep a positive mindset to help everybody, not just myself, but my family and everybody else. So that yeah, was tough, but I mean, I used that stuff to get through yeah. and just had more uh, belief with it all, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So on paper, it's clear what you do for a living, but let's simplify it a little bit. I'm going to okay. put you in front of a bunch of third graders. It's career day. Oh, okay. And one of the kids is curious. And they're like, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? Um, I answer, okay. Um, we own a business. So, all right, sorry. Well, I'll start with but. So I do two things. One, I own a family business that deals with like, um, we're wholesalers. And then two, on my side, I do the coaching, the nutrition training on the side. So I kind of do all that. Right. Um, you want me to target more of like the main thing or would you say? Well, uh, We'll peel back the layers. I think that's good. That gives a good backdrop. So I'm curious, when you were in the third grade, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, okay. I wanted to be a professional sports athlete. That's what I wanted to be when I was a third grader. Okay. What sport was your sport? Um, it was, I wanted to be uh, football and baseball. I wanted to be like Deion Sanders. Okay. Right on. <laughs> yeah. We were fortunate in Kansas City when I was growing up to see Bo Jackson. That was a spectacle, right. you know? So yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, Man, he was crazy. So let's get back to your childhood and how you developed into this role as, as a businessman and as a coach. Take me back to where you were born and raised, and what were the seeds that were put into you that grew into who you are today? 
Okay. Yeah, I was growing up. I grew up in a small town in New Hampshire called Fitzwilliam, New Hampshire, which is a real tiny town. Um, I grew up with both my parents. They were both ended up, well, they, when we were born, they were both drug addicts. And they both became recovering drug addicts. So me and my brother, I have a younger brother, we grew up in a household with drugs and stuff like that. Not as like you see on TV, crack house or like that, but um, grew up with that with friends that they had and everything. But they became sober and me and my brother would go to all the meetings they would go to. So I learned a lot at a young age of drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. Maybe didn't understand it, but we were in the meetings there and everything. And uh, when my dad got clean, he really took um, more of the father role upon me and my brother. It was like, we play sports, but he was like, I'm going to coach you guys and train you guys. So he took a big part and became you know, really involved in our lives growing up through sports and everything. So we really dedicated our lives at a young age to sports instead of like going to travel and Disney, you know, all that stuff. We really enjoyed playing the sports. So then when I became a teenager in high school, like around six, 16, my mother passed away. Um, so that was a big change, like for our whole family dynamic, because my mother did a lot of the home stuff and everything like that. So my dad basically became, you know, he never did laundry really before. So it was three men in a house. You know, so it's kind of like chaos, but, you know, I could, I mean, I, I had a lot of feelings going on. I just knew I had to be strong for my younger brother and my dad, obviously I could see the struggle he had, but growing up, like going through that with him being clean, everything, I gave him a lot of inner strength to pull through and just, you know, keep believing and believing. So, you know, eventually we got through, he found someone else, which she got remarried and, you know, she was a part of our lives and grew up and helped as much as she could which was good, but, you know, me and my brother both continued with sports, and I just kept going along through high school playing baseball and football and just really concentrate on that, and it kept me away from, like, drinking and drugs throughout high school, like, which was a big part of seeing that, yeah. even though my father did still sit there and say, he's like, I know you're going to probably try it one day, but just be careful, understand, like, the stuff, the gateways and all this, so, you know, I always had that, at least the knowledge in my head when, you know, I did end up drinking and stuff, so... Yeah. That was pretty much through high school what I dealt with a lot of stuff. Yeah. So who's been a hero for you? Um, I've had like a couple of heroes, like I feel as of right now throughout my life. Um, one would be my dad, like growing up throughout high school was a big one just to see the accomplishments he did. And then as I got older, um, my uncle through like my ex-wife, like basically still my uncle, he's a big business guy and He's just really crushed it in life with that. And like now, you know, he's another hero in the finance and this business world and everything. And then I would just go a lot. Like even I look at my brother as another possible, like a hero, just by his mentality of how he lives his life, like very straightforward. He looks at stuff very easily. Like he, it's a yes or no decision. He's very confident in what he does. So I see the confidence in him and it helps me. So I'd probably say them three really, I kind of lean towards different, little views of my life, what it might be like, whether it's like through a struggle. I remember my dad, what he had to do when it's trying to grow and be like more like into a business mind and stuff. I look at my uncle and then just really down to nitty gritty decisions that we sit there and we'll basically go back and forth for hours, like over something so simple of what wrapping paper to use for Christmas, <laughs> you know, and just think of the simplicity and just go yes or no, no, this one with the dog on it will be fine. You know? <laughs> so I use with my brother, like he's this very, confident decisions which have helped like stuff like just a lot of that mentality so 
I'd say them three really have helped me. Like I always look to in my head a little bit, you know? Yeah. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now, that's an inspiration to you, who would it be? Who would you love to meet and talk to? Oh, I would have to say it'd be Tom Brady, I think. Okay. All right. So that's, did you root for the Patriots all those years? Yes. Yes. Right yeah, I grew up a Patriots fan. So yeah. I remember going to the NFL draft here in Kansas city in April and I was with Ooh. somebody that was a Patriots fan and he kind of looked over and said, cause we were there for the very last pick on yeah. day three or four. And he said, you realize that Tom Brady was one of the last chosen in that draft. And that's the thing that's wild, isn't it? That you know, it is. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody that gets picked, you never know what can happen. That's right. That's right. So, um, so you obviously are highly driven. You're helping people. What is your motivation every day? What gets you out of bed? What gets you moving to not only help people, but to evolve and do what you want to do with your life? So when I get up in the morning, it's like I hit a routine right away of like working out, like whether it's at home or at the gym, but that puts me in a good, like high vibing state so I can give out my best self to everybody. And that's what is nothing more than a greater feeling to get it, get your day going and you help somebody with whatever it may be like whether it's a question like about their personal life, I come to work, deal with someone in just work-wise business, but it really helps drive like me helping people. I just like whether anything in their life they could help with. And when I bring my best self to them, I know I got to be at a high level, like vibing state, good positivity, mind thinking, just to think clear and help them out and just give off that good energy to them. And it could bring up their day for the whole week where they're really down, you know, in the dumps big time, like, you know, barely holding on. And just that little bit of help that I could give them. And I know it brings like happen for me. I know if I could do that to other people and I feel I do, you know, there's nothing that a greater feeling to be like, and, you know, basically an offering to help people like, you know, and it's awesome. So on that path of helping people, what's one of your favorite success stories that always puts a smile on your face? Um, I guess it would have to be, I mean, there's many of them, but like a recent one I just dealt with is um, a guy I grew up with and we play like a men's league softball and he was very, very overweight and everything like that. And he just seen some of my videos I was posting like on Instagram of me working out and just giving like food tips and stuff. And out of nowhere, he just goes, he just tells me, he goes, Hey, he goes, Hey man, I just, you know, just from your videos, like he didn't purchase a program or anything. He just saw my videos and I just know him from, like I said, growing up, he goes, I just started working out, doing a little bit, this and that. And I started eating better, you know, and he goes, I'm down the lowest, like the uh, lowest I've ever been, even in high school. And the guy has, he's married with like three kids and stuff like that. And he's like, it's just changed my life, like making me a better man to my family. You know, like little success stories like that, like that one right there. Like just, I don't even know. It's better than getting a million dollars given to you just because you know, like, He's helped his own family, like his wife's happy, his kids looking at his dad as a role model now. Like, that's just awesome to me. Any little bit I can help like that, like that stuff right there, like that one individual. Just for an example, I mean. Sure. So So you get to give good advice to people. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Best advice I ever gotten. Um, I have to say it's from my mentor that I was used, that I as a coach, Wes Watson. It's to create the man you always wanted where I'm going to create what I always grew up because no matter what, you had your heroes, but they all lacked in something you felt. So it's like, I'm going to create what I needed from this one individual, not the three, how I just explained, like, I'm going to put that all together. I want to bring that 
to the my people, my loved ones, and give that out. So the best advice probably would be from him hearing that that one time, like just screening through Instagram, and then I watched a YouTube on it. And I was like, that's like a very powerful thing to you want to create for everybody and bring to them. So I kind of yeah. been living by that going forward, you know. Yeah, for sure. So let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into, uh, say, the senior and high school version of you, and you can give that version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained so far in your life. What advice would you dispense on your young self? My young self, I'd probably tell him, I'd go, hey, when you get to college, don't don't get into drinking. Just stay away from drinking and hanging out like in that aspect and just keep working hard throughout everything, and you're going to be fine. That'd probably be it. That'd probably be the best advice. I mean. Yeah. So as a sport, as, as someone that loves sports, if you could go back in time and see one game with your own eyes, where are you going? Oof. My own eyes or one game. It'd probably be the snowball, um, the New England Patriots, when they won and the st stadium was just covered in snow. They're throwing snowballs on to go to the championship game. Probably that game. I remember that. that. Awesome. You yeah. know you know what blows me away about that whole Brady dynasty is that Atlanta mm -hmm. win. I remember watching that. Oh my God. Because, you know, they still don't like him in Atlanta. I don't know that he goes and just free wheels down there, but that was the last year in that stadium. They were up by a ton. Everybody turned the game off, you know, and it's like, I know he did it. <laughs> wild man. Totally wild. But I you know don't what think. No, go ahead. I don't think anyone will ever forget where they were that day oh, when no. they watched the game. I mean, that's like, it was like, you're just saying a sports fan. You'll never forget that moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what reminds me of those real snowy football games. I always love it when they have those, those hockey classics that are outside. And when oh, it's, yeah, yeah. those are the pageantry of that, man. Yeah. That's that, that's it. That's the nitty gritty right there. So uh, it's right up at Fenway park. They do it. You know, that's well, that's where they brought it back, started doing it. And actually, if you look up a thing, because so where I live in New Hampshire and Fitzwilliam, right next to me is Keene, New Hampshire. And they have, um, it used to be the Cheshire Ice Ring. And it's still there, but they don't use it. They had that, that was an outside ice ring. And uh, Chris Carpenter, the pitcher, he pitched yeah. for the Cardinals. And he played, he's from the area I grew up in. And he played on, he said one of the best moments he did was playing there when it was outside. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, I yeah, it, it, I'm not even a hockey guy because Kansas City really doesn't. I mean, we have a minor right. league team, but every time I see that stadium, it's like, man, there's nothing better than that, you know? Yeah. No. So. I, hey, I trust me. I'm from the cold. I've never i I can't ice skate. I've never snowboard or skied. So <laughs> I mean, it's all around me, and I've yeah, just never done it. So yeah, no, I get it for yeah. sure. So of all the things that you've done and accomplished in your life up to this point, what are you the proudest of? Um, the pr the thing I'm proudest of is being, as of right now, being a great role model to my daughter. Being the man she needs in her life to give her the confidence. I see her growing up, and she's only six, but the confidence I'm instilling in her, what I learned, like that's what I give. That's what I'm giving to my daughter besides love and care. But I'm giving her the confidence to be. A strong woman out there in this world where she doesn't need to dress provocative to get someone's attention or anything like that. She can walk out and she feels confident in everything she does. That's so, one, one thing I'm very proud of doing and continue to do. Absolutely. So everyone out there sees you in a different light. Family, friends, clients, colleagues, those that you coach. But ultimately, you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Um, I think that I'm a... Great man, as in I'm a good listener. I'm a great friend. I'm very caring. 
Um, I'll literally take my shirt off my back for you. I mean, it's nuts what I do. I'll drive two hours just to say hi to you, Joe. And then I'll be like, hey, I got to go. Just yeah. for five minutes, I'll drive two hours. So, I mean, I'm when I really, when I'm, when we're good friends, I care about you and there's something passionate for us, for me to do. I'll do anything it is to, you know, to accomplish that. So I love it. Yeah. So if anyone out there wants to hire you, learn more about you, reach out anything, how do they do that? Uh, they get, just hit me up on my Instagram handle at Domantino at Instagram. Right on. This has been great, man. Thank you so much for yeah. opening up. Thanks for your story. Have a great holiday yeah. season and a great 2024. All right. You too, man. You too. I appreciate it. Take care. All right, Joe. We'll see, see ya. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.